is Tuesday, which means that every Tuesday I always look forward to hearing from my guests on Soundbite on their favourite food memories. And this week, my guest is Innocent Matanga, financial analyst and founder and CEO of the Africa Centre in Hong Kong. He's been on the 123 show a number of times, but this time is to share his very special food memories. Good afternoon to you, Innocent. Good afternoon. I'm so excited to share with me, share with you some of my favorite memories, some of my and things that make me tick, you yeah. know, like food. Well, you know? I know um, you so, yeah. you do enjoy food. And obviously, it seems like you, apart from your day job where you're a finance, financial analyst, you are actually pretty involved in food at the moment. What are you up to? Yeah, um, you know, we've been trying to, you know, to, to you know, to bring the community together uh, you know, through food uh, at the Africa Center Hong Kong. So we've been doing these meetups uh, where people can come in and enjoy some Ethiopian food, you know, Afro-Caribbean food, like Jamaican, um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, and some fusions where we kind of have a fusion of African and Asian cuisines where we can actually be able to, to enjoy that. But the idea really is uh, uh, to have you know people reconnect with Hong Kong after being working from home or being stuck during f the fifth wave, you know we reconnect with Hong Kong, reconnect with each other, reconnect with ethnic minorities communities. Um, so we felt that food, you know, you know, it's been you know more than uh, uh, you know maybe for for more than hundred thousand years. Yeah, um, here, connection. Food absolutely. has always been the center. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, we're, it's a it's a lucky day today because, you know, Carrie Lan has just announced that some of the restrictions are going to be lifted and we will actually be able to have eight people on the table to eat. So on that's table, good, good which, news for you, isn't it? Definitely. You know, you know, instead of limiting people for on the one table now, the more the people on the table, the more interactions people can have. This is what humans are. We are wired to have human contact to interact with each other mm -hmm. um and uh you know taking away that you know, that's what we're also trying to help to bring to uh back that you know normalcy of interactions again well that's brilliant um if anyone wants to have a look um you know i have got on my facebook page saudi Usmani on radio 3 rthk you can have a look there is a link to your meetups that you're doing as well so people can get some more information now um Let's talk about your soundbite, Innocent, because I think food has probably yes. been in you. You know, you've had an active part in food since you've been growing up and stuff, mm -hmm. too. So so tell me about your soundbite today. Well, you know, um, you know, there's this um, uh, food that I like a lot. Uh, it's called, um, you know, kind of like the inter intestines, stew, like tripe stew. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, we cook it very differently than they do here in Hong Kong. You know, we make it a bit of a stew. Uh, you know, back in Zim, um, you know, why I really, I really, really miss that or why I always think about that now is because the smell of it or the eating of it is that experience of festivity mm -hmm. of people, families coming together. Because when I grew up in the rural areas in Zimbabwe, um, whenever you kill a cow or a goat, the first thing you eat is the tribe, is oh, the right. intestines. Okay. Um, okay. And everybody, you know, the, you know, it's not just the eating, it's the actual, you know, cleaning them up, you know, it's such a fascinating experience. Um, you know, in everybody, division of labor. So it's like you only kill a cow, of course, when there is like a lot of people coming together. You know, our Christmas holidays when I was young, you know, it could have more than a hundred people. Um, so 
So whenever I really think about that or whenever I eat that in Hong Kong, you know, I sometimes go to the Hong Kong local shops and then I get it. I'm like, ah, this is not how you're supposed to cook it. <laughs> you have to make it stew. Don't put so much soup in it. You are ruining this special food, you know. So sometimes we try to cook it. But the issue here, at least in Hong Kong, is that when you buy it from the shop, they over clean the tribe they over clean the intestines that is the taste you know you have to you have to leave a little bit of the of the cow dung in there you know that's <laughs> part of the taste and okay. the look as okay. well you have to leave a little bit of that so usually you know it's it's kind of sad but even when i buy it here i have to actually go where they're killing the cow and also and get it just fresh cleaning okay yeah i have to get it fresh and also not the clean the food that they feed is different you know oh. i figure out like if i'm back home they're eating the right food that I think is right for first, you know, my own bias. You know, we clean it in a certain level and then you cook it. Oh, you're just like, ho, 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 say. And so. what else is in the stew? You've got the tripe in the stew. And what makes the kind of the soupy substance? Because you were saying it's kind of like a stew, so there's some, some yes. wetness in it. So what, what else goes in there? You, you, could, use, you could use the tomatoes, um, you know, you could use the onions, um, you know, and a few other things that the people would usually use. Um, but, you know, itself, it's, it's already, because you boil it and then the... the uh, you know, and then you take out the water after the broth. You use that broth with the uh, tomatoes and the onions and a few other ingredients. Um, and then uh, it's just perfect. I mean, I always tell uh, people when they come to the Africa Center that uh, the Chinese like have their own soup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Indians have the curry yeah. and the, uh, the Africans have the stew, which is in the middle. You know, the okay. curry is a bit thicker. The, the soup is a bit lighter. And then the stew is just perfect uh place so so usually we would make it like that and um, you know i'm not really the best at making it i've had some you're good um, at eating you know, it obviously it's, <laughs> i'm good at eating it yeah i've had some zimbabwean friends here help to cook sometime uh you know i think people in namibia they can also cook around the same i mean kind of like that sort of part of the sub-saharan africa uh it's 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 delicious but it's i suppose a lot of it feeling of home it was yeah it mm. was probably about the whole atmosphere as well wasn't it that the, the you're waiting because you were it's, saying that family get together because there's a huge difference yes. between you know when you eat together with lots of people outside maybe um everything tastes different doesn't it that's it that's true that's true when i eat it alone um yeah. you know then we have it's not as it's not as good you know it's that everybody coming together you know so whenever we have a gathering with the zimbabweans here in hong kong or you know some people in the southern part of africa we try to have that mm-hmm. uh because it brings that it, it you can't have a gathering in zimbabwe without having that's the first okay. that's the first smell that's the first taste that's the first sound and what would you have it, it like, with what would you eat that with you would eat that Rice? with uh what you call sadza um, you know, they call it pap in South Africa and sima in, 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 uh, in Zambia. Um, so basically it's, um, it's, uh, uh, you know, you use maybe millet flour or corn flour and then you kind of boil that in water. Uh, it's like a starch, you know, like a, yeah. a rice. It's not rice, but it's the equivalent to what people use for rice. Okay. Uh, and then you just take that and dip it inside the tribes to, Oh man! It's, I can see uh, him yeah, salivating yeah. at the moment. He's on Zoom at the moment, <laughs> and I can just see you need a tissue there, you know, because he's salivating <laughs> just thinking about it. So, I mean, for you, that is something that you certainly experienced in your childhood, and you were part of that sort of cleaning process and things like that. Were you involved in that? Yes. What was what was your yeah, delegation then? What did you have to do? I was um, depending with age and gender. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, so when you were young, um, you were probably involved in. And the slaughtering, 
Uh, so you're kind of holding the uh, the leg of the cow while they are, the, the bigger brothers and big mm-hmm. uncles are, mm-hmm. are, 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 are cutting and everything. Um, you know, the more I got a little bit older, I was involved in the actual cutting and uh, removing it from the stomach of the cow. Uh, and then uh, do the initial cleaning. Uh, basically, the guys, you know, that's the gender aspect. The guys do the initial cleaning, remove the uh, the main things. But when it comes to the proper cleaning, like to make it to the exact level of cleaning, you know, cleaning is not always over cleaning, right? Cleaning mm-hmm. has to be limited. So then would usually the ladies would handle the, the second part, which mm-hmm. is basically the feather cleaning. Uh, and then it will be, uh, you know, Involved, I would be involved again in because uh, when we do it, you know, you got the small end to stand the bigger ones. So use the small ones to 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 wrap around the the, the bigger ones. So you you put it like this, and then kind of wrap it around like kind of like a little like a sushi, but uh, not really sushi, okay. you know. And okay. then uh, and then you would use, you know, that that's the second part I'll be involved. Uh, and then beyond that, um, I'm involved in the eating. You know, of course, some people are going to do the cooking um, <laughs> and then I'll be involved in the eating after that. So there's some um, agenda and age, um, you know, uh, experience with tribes too. Um, you know, I think very different uh, people and you know, some little girls who don't know how to cook. They're probably involved in cutting the tomatoes, cutting the onions mm-hmm. because we never cooked in a tiny little pot. We cooked it's always done huge, large uh, scale. Pot. What are we talking about? dozens of people yeah. we're talking dozens even hundreds of people do you, you know? do you think there's a sort of because you're involved in the whole process like from from the mm-hmm. slaughter to the cleaning etc there's a greater appreciation mm-hmm. for all all of those steps then really isn't it i mean because there are so many i'm sure you know in the west there are just so many people and in asia too you know who perhaps you know they just see it on the plate and they don't actually know where it's coming from or what it's been through and things like that because it's all i mean obviously it's done through you know factories and things like that but there is a greater education about it too isn't there correct correct i think that's um you know most people think food is what what you know food is not just on the plate yes. food the experience of it i think when i think of food as an art um, it goes beyond just sitting on the table and eat the things you don't understand. You know, the appreciation, because you can appreciate the food better and mm. more, you know, just based on me just having to be involved. Because I'm not just involved in the slaughtering, I'm also involved in the raising of the cow as yes, well. Yes, exactly. You know, because I was the yes. one that was raising that cow again in the beginning. Yeah. Um, There's a so, respect so for like, it too, isn't it? It's a respect for it. Yes. And not just all, all of, and everybody who has been involved in the process. You know, that's why when I see somebody who works in the factory, um, you know, I don't, you know, you know, I don't subconsciously or just think a bit more lowly of them because I kind of appreciate a little bit more on what exactly the work and the value that they are adding to the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a lot of respect for it. Uh, but it's, you know, but it's, um, you know, it's something that people, um, um, you know, which is good. I think it's good that, you know, I think, you know, everybody should have it. Not just like, now ask kids when we do some of our program, the Africa Center Schools, you know, what do they think they the, the, the milk comes from and I think mm, it comes mm. from the fridge comes from park and shop the right? <laughs> yeah like what about beyond that like or from park and shop I'm like yeah. no 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 yeah. they still have to be you Absolutely. know um, so, so it's like that holistic appreciation um, you know it you know, helps you to understand beyond 
um, you know, beyond just, you know, the food on the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell me, you know, these um, at the Africa Centre, I have been there because I remember doing on the menu there once. Um, mm-hmm. um, how, you know, when you're in getting people to come and try African food, what would you say mm-hmm. is the, 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 the dish that you would present to them? Because obviously it's a different taste. It's a different look. Um, you know, for somebody who's not tried it before, what should they try first just to get a feel for what African food is like? Um, okay, I'll answer it this way. So there are people who come because they already know what they are coming for. Mm-hmm. And there are people who don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so for those, usually people when they come, they say, oh, I want Ethiopian food. I think that's a huge thing among people with a Western background. Ethiopian. Um, you know, there's there's also a fascination. You know, Ethiopia wasn't colonized, you know, the, the food might still have some of those, you know, indigenous ways of cooking preserved within the within the culture. So so usually people would come for Ethiopian food, uh, especially they come from the West. But if you ask me for local Chinese people, what I think they what works for them, I think they need to choose Southern African food um, because that's what usually works. I think the taste is not too uh, too exotic. If I may use that word for for them, usually when I give them. Uh, something that is very spicy, different spices, spicy, not like just you know, different type of spices. Uh, you know, it's a different experience. But when I give them, if you go southern, you know, the food is not too much spices, mm-hmm. um, you know, or inland. Because, you know, the thing with Africa is like the coastal countries tend to have more different spices, you know, because yes. of trade yeah. in the ocean. Yes. But the more you go inland and southern, then you see a lot more food, which is a bit fresh and, um, you know, you can actually eat and taste that you are eating the chicken uh, mm-hmm. and taste that you're eating the vegetable mm-hmm. uh, and you can tell what vegetable it is and where it's grown. You can, for some people who are really good at it, they can even tell the type of soil that it has been grown, yeah. you know, and the taste is not masked. Um, you know, I found that the local Chinese would tend to like the unmasked one, uh, which usually goes oh, down south and yeah, so uh-huh. that's down south. So Zimbabwe, South Africa, Botswana, oh. um, you know, Zambia, Mozambique, that's usually uh, a bit of where, what I, I realized that people would naturally like more, at least within this particular area. Um, yeah. I was going to say that you're pretty much a Hong Konger now. You've been here for a number of years. And, and if I was going to look at sort of Hong Kong food, what is your choice of uh, menu in terms of what do you tend to go for if you're going for Hong Kong food? What makes you excited um, that like the tripe makes you excited? Is there anything in Hong Kong food that makes you excited? Yes, uh, there are a few things that I go for. I tend to be a bit more predictive for, for people who spend a lot more time with me. Uh-huh. Um, you know, this afternoon I just ate Yao Gaing Out Fan, which is basically this uh, chicken, uh, you know, kind of dark, dark uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's very delicious, very local thing as well. And then, but if usually when I'm really just choosing to go to eat something, there's this restaurant, you know, uh, they make these Yunnanese noodles called Damzai. And mm-hmm. it's very spicy, mm-hmm. special. You go for the spicy mala. stuff, right? Yeah, okay. it's a soup called Mala, uh, which I think is really good. You can find that Mala thing, I think, in other shops, I guess. But but it's really, really good. Um, you know, I, I mean, I never ate noodles before I came here, to be honest. You know, <laughs> the closest I ate a noodle was an instant noodle thing I ate at some point in the past. Okay. Um, you know, I even used to think that noodles come from, uh, you know, I used to think there's a plant called the noodle plant, you know, <laughs> where you just get the noodles from the plant, you know. So I actually had to learn it. But now that I'm here, I've eaten a lot of noodles quite good. a lot more often. Good. So I'll eat that rice noodle thing. Uh, and I love steamed fish. Uh, if you can give me steamed fish, you give me 
uh, the, the the noodles, uh, the There's rice a lot noodles. Of good stuff uh, there. There yeah. is, yeah, no doubt about yeah. it. Okay, um, just to end, really, I think it'd be nice just to know a little bit about your meetup group, um, because if anyone's yes. interested, then they can certainly get in touch. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way, as you said, you know, to meet, to eat food, and to just appreciate the diversity of Hong Kong. So if anyone uh, yes. wants to, they can actually. I have put the link on my Facebook page as well. Mm-hmm. But just to tell me a little bit more about it. So, for instance, somebody's interested, what's in store for them? Yeah, so uh, we have uh, I've established sort of three main meetup groups. One is focused on people who are interested in Ethiopian um, uh, food and coffee, like Ethiopian culture, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so that they can be able to have an exposure, uh, you know, coming to the meetups with multiple activities, coffee testing, of course, food, nice. actually eating, mm-hmm. cooking workshops that they can join and meet other people and learn, um, you know, within I know, this. And then the other one uh, is on Afro-Caribbean, uh, culture, food and culture as well, where people who are into that, people dance hall, reggae, you know, that people usually have limited understanding of some of these cultures, you know, like maybe this is probably a good and safer space to meet similar people and learn as well, mm-hmm. uh, people in the countries as well, uh, that people can join, you know, uh, I think we call that the African, Afro-Caribbean, uh, cultures, in, you know, lovers, uh, you know, meetup group. And then, the, you know, just the other ones, which is the dinner meetup, the African dinner meetup, where people can just come and, who are interested in exploring how their cultures, for example, this month we're doing an Afro-Korean uh, fusion kind of thing. Ooh, you know, next nice. month is actually Afro-Indian mm. fusion thing where we try to fuse Korean food cultures and African food cultures and see what comes out. You know, it's, it's mm. create conversations mm. uh, when people come and realize we can have conversation within food as well, between food. You know, so so that happens every Tuesday, um, every Tuesday um, night, uh, mm-hmm. and then the other ones are happening on some of the Wednesdays and Saturday, every Saturdays as well night, uh, and that people can come. So we're trying to really create this, fantastic. You know, um, you know, this experience that people can have the food communicate and let people communicate. People appreciate the diversity and reconnect with Hong Kong. That sounds fantastic. Listen, um, Innocent, thank you very much. I know you're in your lunch break at the moment, so thank you ever so much. Um, it's been lovely talking to you. And do keep us updated, you know, updated with anything that you're doing, certainly at the Africa Centre and stuff. And as I said, like, you know, the details are on my Facebook page. You can go and check out the link. And I think, you know, I must go to one of those meetups and I'll see you there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, you so then. much. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you.